In this episode of This Week in Photo, it's all about the business of photography. This is Twitter. Hey, folks, welcome back to another episode of This Week in Photo. I am your host, Frederick Van Johnson. Today on the show, I have my partner in crime here, Mr. Troy Miller. If you are in any way engaged with the This Week in Photo community or site, etc., you've probably seen this guy floating around the hallways. Um, we do our critiques on Mondays, and he's always hanging out, trying to get rid of them, but he keeps showing up to our member mixers on Friday, and now I'm interviewing it here. Now, now it is my pleasure to have my good friend, Mr. Troy Miller, on the show to allow me, if, if not, if, even if just for a short time, to dive into his brain, specifically the part about business and making money and in photography in general and how he's worked out several processes over the several decades that he's been in business that work every single time and allows him to have created a boutique level high-end wedding and portrait photography business. But these, these principles that we're going to talk about pretty much apply to any genre of photography. So Troy Miller, welcome to This Week in Photo, my friend. How are you doing? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Thank you. It's it's been a little while that since I've been officially interviewed, right? Like we hang yeah. out, do our critiques. Um, but this is great. Yeah, this is awesome. Mm -hmm. No, this is good. This is good. And you know, you you are the go-to resource. I wasn't joking. That wasn't hyperbole or anything. You are the you are a, a fountain of information when it comes to things to do and what not to do. Um, from your perspective, right, for when running a successful wedding photography business or portrait photography business, uh, like we said, that applies to other genres as well. So let, let's start with some background. Like, who is who is Troy Miller? You know, for the folks that aren't in the community that aren't familiar with your brilliance, give us <laughs> give us your elevator pitch. Who who are you? Um, I'm a full time wedding and portrait photographer. Um, the predominantly weddings. And my wife and I are a team. We've been doing it for, I think this year is 32 years full time. So she does all the sales. Uh, I do all of the predominantly the, the, the main shooting and then we do the weddings and the engagement sessions together. And um, yeah, so it makes it makes a great team. But that's where we've had our head for the last 30 plus years is, you know, the business of, of weddings and portraits and sales and and fine crafting over that time, right? So over that time, you're like, well, this doesn't work. Let's do less of that. This works. This works. Let's do more of that. The, the And you've seen some changes in the industry, obviously. When you first started, you were shooting film, right? And and all that entails. Let's, let's go way back there, right? And just talk briefly about the dynamic uh, or the flow of capturing and selling a wedding or, you know, ostensibly the album for a wedding when you're shooting film, what was, what was a day in the life? Oh man, <laughs> that was so different. Um, we actually, I actually started shooting Hasselblad and so everything was, everything was manual and, and a lot of that skill set kind of stuck with me over time, but really it would be, uh, going out photographing, right? Maybe, maybe two or three rolls of 120, which was like 12 exposure. And that was an engagement session. And, you know, we would come back and we would send those off to be processed. They were, I think it was like a buck 25 per click, per click. Yeah. And, uh, Jeez, cha -ching. 
Oh my gosh. I mean, you know, in, in, in the early days, like we had no pennies to rub together. I mean, it was, it, we really struggled and to build our business and then doing a wedding was very much the same way where we would go, we would shoot and you would have to be very intentional with every trigger pull because you would come home. And as you were calling, you would be like a buck 25, buck 25, buck 25. And then at one point, you know, there's, there's a stack of keepers and there's a stack that you're going to throw away and you count it. And there's like a hundred there. Mm -hmm. You're like 30 yeah. years ago. I mean, like $125 was like, you know, my electric bill for three months, you know? <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and now it's all, you know, obviously fast forward today and we have the pluses and minuses of digital, right? On the, right. on the plus side of the, the, are you, of course there are more pluses, I think, than, than negatives, but right. the pluses are unlimited film, you know, uh, ISOs up to gazillions. You don't yeah. have to worry about film stock or having multiple film stocks with you, all that stuff. Right. That's the positives on the negative side is probably the same thing. You have the curse of choice, right? You don't have to get really intimate with any particular film stock or all those things that we had to do back in the day. You have you have unlimited choice pretty much when it comes to getting out there and capturing the wedding, which makes you, I'm guessing, be more disciplined, right? Um, I mean, when, when we were shooting film, you, you really had to be focused on the shot that you were taking, meaning that, mm -hmm. you know, I'm either, I'm either going to shoot 100 speed film, 400 speed film or black and white film. When we transitioned to 35, after about 10 years of shooting Hasselblad, um, then you, then you had some more flexibility. Like, I can't remember. We used to shoot like Ilford or something and they would process it in color process mm -hmm. and it would come out really beautiful sepia. Mm -hmm. But once you loaded a roll of film, it wasn't like you could just switch. No. Um, and then like one way trip. Yeah. And then, and then light, I mean, like 80% of the light that I use today, I couldn't use in the beginning when we first started shooting because the, the film wasn't sensitive enough. Right. Yeah. yeah. I regularly shoot, um, with lenses that are 1.8, 1.4 and, you know, 6,000, 12,000 ISO. And yeah. I, I, I love it. I, I don't take that away from me. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. I don't that was science fiction. I, Shooting at yeah. those high ISOs, uh, you know, back in the day was it was because you, you had to, right? Okay, I for some reason I have to take a picture of a black cat in a dark room, right. so I need this speed film, and I'm gonna, you know, I I understand that I will have golf ball size grain right. and all the things. Not gonna be amazing, right. but at least I'll have some sort of image out right. of it. And to, fast forward today, like you're saying. Yeah, yeah, these super high ISOs, almost grain free, and that's before you run them through some AI noise reduction algorithm or something. <laughs> Which I never do. I mean, I never reduce noise today. Um, but but the one thing that, that that changed along that time frame is the expectations of your clients have changed. Mm -hmm. So you know, I, I might I might still consider myself a really good photographer, and I might still be able to take amazing images on film. But the expectation of my client is to not see grain most yeah. of the time to, to, to not, to not have something only in black and white. Like they have to, they, they just like, Oh, can we have this in color? Like mm -hmm. they never, they, that's just an expectation. So you have to follow that model too. Like what are your clients not demanding, but what are they expecting? 
What do they expect? Yeah, expectations shift over time, right? I mean, if, if the the world is shooting with these supercomputer smartphone cameras that have computational photography and all the things built into them. Expectation goes from, oh, it came out to, oh, <laughs> <You know? laughs> it's got to be that. So tell me about that. As I, as I blow my nose. Um, tell me about the, you know, I want to I switch gears and talk a little bit about the, um, well, a lot about the the your flow from when you first make contact, or we can even go back before that. So this is this is the business part. So getting the clients in the door, right, right or wherever, like that first contact, they found out about you somehow, presumably through word of mouth right. or some other mechanism. So a, how do they find out about you? And once they find out about you, and they're like, oh wow, we love his work. We need, or he and Margie's work, we need to have them come do our wedding. I hope he's available. What happens after that? Take us through it. So all of our, I would say, when I say all, I'm talking like 99% of our clients come through referral. And it's been that way since the beginning. It's It's been referral only. We, we don't pay for advertising. We don't do any of that. Now, we will do bridal shows and things like that, but we only do them to help the event and the venue. And so we're very much partnering with them. So like if we do a bridal show at a location, we only show work from that location. So mm -hmm. I, I say that just to kind of give the sense that, you know, it's really important the relationships that we that we built. We don't go to regular trade shows and we don't give discounts and we don't do any of that. It's it's personal relationships. So other brides referring us and um, predominantly other vendors. I think that's where we get most of our referrals. So it's it's pretty strong referral base. Um, once somebody kind of has a sense that they want to talk to you or that they want to go with you, the first thing they're going to do is they're going to go online. They're going to look you up, look at your website, look at your social media, um, all that kind of stuff. And we always consider that to kind of be a, a, an introduction, right? That's not, that's not all of our work, but that's just like, Hey, here's work that I've done. And they can kind of see the history of it. So that's, that's kind of really important to us that they can see this, this legacy of work over time. Yep. And then, you know, you hope to impress enough at that level that they reach out to you. Uh, a lot of times people will reach out to us uh, via text um, or direct messaging over like Facebook. That's very, very common. We see a lot of that now and emails, of course, we do get some emails. And then it's usually it's a tech, text conversation with Margie. Margie does all the sales, my wife, Margie. Mm -hmm. And then when, and then once you get a phone call with somebody, that's really where the magic happens is that you know, we really can't sell or present who we are and what we do just by a website or just by an email. Right. Now, I know some people that, that do that, right? It's, but it's very commercial. We're very, we're very, you know, high touch, right? Very high touch. So they call and talk to Margie and I'm convinced that, and you know, with, with, with not, not being ashamed of it at all, that most of our brides, I think, hire us because of Margie's personality mm -hmm. and her her drive and her motivation to do that. Not the amazing PPA master photographer award winning. Mm -hmm. Like that's just like that's just like the parsley on the plate, right? Uh, right. So that that high that high touch and that real personal um, interest from Margie talking to the bride really kind of like sells who we are, you know, not just imagery concepts, but Troy and Margie. Can we, can we put a, just a, just a circle around that? Just because I want to make sure people have heard that. Cause that, that piece of it is the first, 
one of the one of the reasons I wanted to do this interview because a lot of what you do is counterintuitive to what conventional knowledge is around booking weddings and proofing mm-hmm. and all that stuff. So you you very much you know rage against the machine um, <laughs> for a lot of that stuff. And the first thing is this, right? So conventional knowledge or conventional thinking is set up your beautiful website, put your gallery to show what I can do on the website, have a book me button on there or, or a consultation button where people can sign up for a consultation or just book you right then. And then, then everything sort of starts into motion after that. You are foregoing all of that stuff and instead saying, call us. And you get a human on the phone, Margie, an awesome human who asks them about their wedding and about all the things. And I'm guessing she is determining simultaneously if they're a right fit for you, right? So she's doing the screen as well. So is that is that clear? So none of, none of that website stuff. It's all high touch personal boutique. Yeah, I, I would I would go so far as to say that, that you know we just did a business program and one of the things that, that we talked about a lot that was really asked of us is about websites. Mm-hmm. And I really, I really had to, to, to like lean into this idea that like, look, your website is important, but it's like one of the least important things. If you want to generate work, and this is what we've done for three decades now, oh my God, um, is just build a decent website just so that it, it isn't junk, right? Mm-hmm. So they know you're, you're, you're capable. Mm-hmm. Um, and by the way, all of our social media, you can go and you can look up imagery concepts. That is not our best work. We never put our best work online. We save hmm. our best work for our clients. So we share it with them. And then if they want to share it on their social media, if they want to share the brag pics or their something. So, so we put out work that we can create pretty much in any environment at any time. But we're, we're kind of downplaying the quality of the work because all I really want to do is get somebody to look at my work and go, yeah, he doesn't suck. We'll give him a call. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Once they talk to us, once that human interaction begins, people can read other people. They can tell if you're interested. Yeah. yeah. And the first thing, the first thing that Margie does, the first thing, and this is stuff we've worked out over time, but the first thing Margie does is she's like, you know, congratulations. How, how did, how did, how did you guys meet? You know, um, tell me, tell me about your wedding day. Tell me about your dress, you know, and it's not just a line like mm-hmm. she she wants to know. Um, and that's, that's really amazing. So yeah, it's, it's really important that, that, you know, we have that social media to prove that we exist. How do, how do photographers do that? That don't have a Margie, right? They're, they're solo operations. What would you, what would you advise them to, to do to keep, to maintain that high touch personal contact? Well, I mean, just depending on how your, how your client works, but I, I think that, that, you know, and it, again, th- this kind of comes back to like, what's your price point? What, what demographic are you serving? Right? So mm-hmm. if you're in a $1,500 maximum wedding package price point, that, that may not work for that level of price point, right? We start at like 3,700 and we go up from there. Our average wedding, we'll call it around 4,500, $5,500. That's our average wedding. So it's, it's a little bit higher price. So it has a lot more service and also the, the client base is different. Um, so what I would say is if, if, if you're a solopreneur, right, if you're just you think about what your client wants from you, there are clients that just want to book you online 
have you show up and shoot and deliver digital files. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Those aren't people that you're going to want to put on the phone and talk to them and ask them how their day is. That's mm-hmm. not them. Yeah. My client, my brides, they very much want the photos of the day. They very much want that high touch. They very much want to be cared for. You know, they want mm-hmm. Margie to put a schedule together for the day. Mm-hmm. They want to send me, they, they send me photos of their veils and ask me which one I think would photograph better. There's a level of importance that they're putting on their day in their photography. So the way that I respect that is, is, you know, we provide the service, we provide the phone calls, we provide, you know, we're, we're reachable. Margie's reachable, <laughs> not me so <Yeah>. much <laughs> all the time. Yeah. Yeah, that, yeah, that, that, that is really interesting because it's the, it's almost going back, right? Cause we, I've had uh, actually earlier today, before this, I had a conversation with a photographer and we were talking about the importance and the weight of artisanship. The, the context of the conversation was around the onslaught of AI and how it's, you know, knocking some jobs out and yada, yada, yada. And we, we were basically talking about how I use the analogy of email how you know today i can send 15 emails while we're talking here if i wanted to and and get them out Um, but if i get a handwritten letter from somebody that's in an envelope that they took the time to lick put a stamp on hand scratch out imperfectly the the to and from and then i open it and there's this chicken scratched out letter that i can read and and you know it's not a font you know it's just you know it it's a different weight it has a as a different weight it's an artisanship of of the, or craftsman. I don't know if craftsmanship is the right word or just it's it's not created digitally. It's created by some other person's hands intentionally. It's not a feature. Right. And when I you know fast forward to this conversation, you know, over the years, you, you and I have had several conversations about your methodology when it comes to this stuff and how you like to be high touch and not digitalize everything. And I think that's coming around full circle right now as people grapple with what the heck do I do now that this AI thing has taken my job away? Well, maybe part of the answer is do more or be more personal, be more human because AI can't do that. Right. Absolutely. That could not be more true today than, than it's ever been. I mean, I, I would suggest like if most people are going to look at marketing, right. And what they're going to do is they're going to look at like Facebook marketing funnels or Instagram or social media, and I'm going to suggest, like, look, everybody's doing that. What mm-hmm. is nobody doing? Nobody's sending out handwritten postcards to people that they met at a bridal show. Nobody's making themselves available for phone calls. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, and, I, and I say this in a very generalized term. And, you know, if the shoes fit, wear, you know, if the shoes fit, wear it. Um, but, you know, a lot, of, a lot of photographers don't answer the phone. Mm-hmm. I cannot tell you how many times we've had clients, you know, call us or, or email us and go, oh, my gosh, I've emailed four photographers today. You're the first one to respond. Or yeah. I've, yeah. I've called like three people. You're the only one to answer the phone. Hmm. <laughs> but is that a factor of is that a factor of of I don't know. What's the word? 
uh, attrition, right? So in other words, is it the older crowd that wants to use the phone and the younger crowd is happy texting or emailing or, you know, DMing you? No, I mean, but, but that's the same thing. Like whether it's a phone call, whether it's an email, um, it, it, it's, it, it's answering the phone, quote unquote, mm-hmm. answering yeah. the phone, answering the email and not metaphorically. Just, yeah. You know, somebody emails us and says, Hey, uh, I'm looking to get married at this date. What's your price? We don't answer them with, Oh, here's a price. We answer them with, Hey, congratulations. Uh, you know, our prices, you know, start here, but if, if you're interested, we'd really love to schedule a phone call. That's the only way that you're going to get to learn about us. Yeah. Which is an amazing filter for clients that match us. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. if we all if we all think about like our experiences going out into the world and buying things, um, I'm an Apple guy. I like Apple stuff. I love the fact that when I walk into an Apple store, that somebody comes over and asks me, "What can they do for me?" Mm-hmm. I yeah. love that, and I know I pay more per product. Because I love that high touch service. Mm-hmm. I appreciate that. Yeah. So, but not everybody does, and they don't walk into the Apple store. Right. And so yeah. not every client is everybody's client, right? Not every bride is going to be for everybody, whether it's a headshot or it's corporate or it's wedding. It doesn't matter. Like there are certain, certain clients for you. Yeah. Have you, have you found over the 30 years, have you found that, um, and it sounds like I know the answer to this, but I just want to have you articulate it. But the the higher the price, the lower the customer service on the person. So, in other words, if you were shooting five hundred dollar weddings, you know, lots of customer service. Hey, can I get this? Can you do this? What about this? Oh, I don't like the way this picture came out. Oh, can you redo the album? You know, all that. But as you get higher in price point, so you go from 500 to $5,000 for the wedding. Is it true that those calls and that, you know, the customer service aspect drops exponentially? Um, yeah, I mean, the, the general answer is yes. Mm. But it's not the customer service that drops. I think that it's it's sometimes maybe it's a trust factor or uh, it's getting the most value out of what they're spending. I think that and, and we're all we all do this right. You know, if I'm going to go buy a thing that I don't really place a lot of importance in and I feel it's expensive, then I'm going to I'm going to want to get the most out of it. Right. Let's say I'm going to go buy a new lawnmower and I'm like, I, I, I just give me a pull start. Like, I don't care, you know. Yeah. And I'm like, ah, two ninety nine. God, that's so much money. Because I don't really, I'm not really into the lawnmower, right? Mm-hmm. But if I'm really into lawnmowers, I'm gonna go buy the five hundred dollar, eight hundred dollar with all the things, and I'm not gonna question any of it, and I'm not gonna look for discounts because I'm just like, oh my gosh, this this is the unicorn lawnmower for me. So whatever they want, I'll yeah. pay that. Yeah, and so. I don't want it to, to come across as, as like a negativity, but I think that it's about how people apply um, importance to a thing. Yeah. And also, right. There's just the, the economics, like some people have more money to spend and mm-hmm. some people are trying to be as thrifty with their budget as possible. And I have a lot of respect for that. So usually when you get into the lower end spectrum cost of anything, um, you have people that are trying to save money. And I get mm-hmm. that, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. But with with that, 
are you, that, that, that's, that's really it's an interesting dynamic because you're getting into like price perception and, you know, the, the, the level of customer service that's required for people that are budget conscious. But how do you like how do you as the wedding photographer and the person that's, you know, the ringmaster for all this stuff? How do you reconcile that? So if you're what's the best way to put this, if someone wants to hire you to, to shoot their wedding and they're a five hundred dollar person. Right. Yep. But they they are, they're going to pull strings and borrow money and do all the things to get up to five thousand. This is one scenario to get up to five thousand because they understand how important those photos are and they want to do that. What's the experience with that person? I'm sure you've had people similar to that. Like, what what's the experience with that person versus the person who's like, you know, I found five grand in the couch cushions. You know, <laughs> that'll pay for the wedding. But, you know, keep going. <laughs> um, that's interesting that you bring it up that way because we've had several several clients that had a set budget. Mm -hmm. Call it fifteen hundred dollars. After they talk to Margie, after they learn about what we do and and what what a quality product is, because we're not we're not only just talking to brides or, or clients about what we do. We're talking to them about what's expected in the industry. Yeah. Even if they don't hire us, I want them to hire a professional. I don't want them to go away and think that you know for five hundred dollars that you're going to get the world's best root canal, and it, you're not. You know, like, let's be honest, like go get somebody who's going to work. Yeah. Good so when, analogy. Somebody, when somebody stretches financially for you, that means that <clears throat> they place an enormous amount of importance in what you offer and they, they provide, or they, they, they share an, an amount of trust with you, an enormous amount of trust, which means when I'm doing a shoot and I'm like, Frederick, I would really like it if you climbed on on you know this box. You're like Troy, if you say so, dude. Like <laughs> because because they put a lot of trust in you, right? Yeah. And and yeah. that so that's that's amazing. Now, yeah. that same thing can happen um, whether somebody can easily afford it or not. It's about if they choose you, then they choose to trust you, and that's. That's really important. So it's all about trust. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I've, what you're saying, it sounds like when, when people hire a wedding photographer, yeah, they're looking for a particular look, you know, and they, the, all the things that go along with that. But the other side of it is insurance, right? I think you and I have talked about this. It's, yeah. it's basically, they want to pay this amount of money to be in assured or insured, but to be assured that, when it's all over, they're going to have great photos, right? That's it. You right. know, we want to, Hey, here, take this money. You handle all that, make right. it great. I'm going to go over here and, you know, be a spouse for the first time. So, and then you, you're, you're, you've built a reputation up. That's, that's give it to Troy. Troy hits it out of the park every time he'll take care of you. Boom. Right. Rinse and repeat over and over again, which builds up to that, to that word of mouth. If you don't have the word of mouth though, you're, 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 let's, let's make the assumption that you're a good shooter. You know, you know, your way around the camera, you can shoot a wedding and deliver a good work product, but you don't know anybody. Maybe you're new in town or whatever. <laughs> what do you do? Well, um, you get to know people. Uh, mm -hmm. you have to go to bridal shows. Um, 
look around at the local areas, right? Like no matter where you live, look around at the hotels, look at the golf courses, look at places where weddings are happening. Be a bride, right? Put yourself in, in a bride's mindset, mm-hmm. which, which by the way, I mean, we, we have to, we have to be fair, whether you're a bride or you're, you know, um, booking corporate shoots or doing commercial shoots, like th- there's a lot you don't know about the photography world. So you're kind of trusting and it's even scarier for a bride because one, they're spending a lot of money, not yeah. just on you, but everywhere. Mm-hmm. And so th- 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 you have to get them to trust you. That's, that's super important. Um, but uh, think about like how, how, what, what would a bride do? She's going to sit down and she's going to do weddings in, you know, so-and-so, right. Mm-hmm. And find those facilities and then, and then go in and talk to them. Go in and talk to the coordinators. Don't go in with a wedding album and a bunch of photos and say, here, I'm amazing. Put these out because they're going to put them in the dumpster because, mm-hmm. and it's rude. Mm-hmm. It's rude. Be invited to put your work in. Don't assume that they should put your work in different mm-hmm. topics. Yeah. Um, Good. And then join, join, you know, if there's any local business organizations, even like the chamber of commerce, things like that, because you need to get to know people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. So that's it. So building, building the relationships and that's just blood, sweat, tears, you know, there's no shortcuts to doing all that. Before, can you do that online though? Like, like, can you, you know, use, use Facebook's geo-targeting and all the things to target your zip code and people with this much income and yada, 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 and then send them a note saying, Hey, I'm new in town. You know, I'll shoot your wedding for half of what Troy Miller does. You know, can they do that? Sure. Sure. You can do that. I mean, sure. I mean, like, look, you can get on Amazon and you can, or, or get on REI and you can go do research for cold weather gear. Mm-hmm. And you'll probably get some pretty decent gear show up at the door, but you walk into an REI and you talk to a guy and you, and you build a relationship with that person. And then that person finds out like, Oh, like you're really physical. You're really active. Like, Oh, let me show you. Like now you get like the perfect gear. Yeah. Yeah. It's right? a high touch. And the guy can it's ask like, well, what's, what's your budget? You know, well, I'm going to Antarctica for the first time. I don't have a budget. I want lightweight gear and I want to be warm. Okay. You're not going to get that on a website. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You know, the, the other piece just to jump forward is so, you know, Margie schedule the event, you know, maybe a, an engagement shoot and the wedding and you guys go out there, you do your thing, you come back and, you know, we do a whole nother episode on your, your workflow after you get back from the wedding and backing up and all <laughs> yada, yada, capture one, et cetera. But, um, you know, on the, before you get to that point, the, or, or yeah, before you get, before you get to the point of starting to work on the images, are you, when, when do the clients get to select the images that are going to go into the album and how do they select them? Right. So is it, I know the answer to this, but I'm, I'm leading you down the path, right? Yeah. So yeah. Um, is it Pixie Set? Is it, you know, Smug Mug who, who uh, Twip is owned by? Is it, 
you know, any of these any of these companies where you can upload your images into galleries or or even subsect subsections of galleries and allow them to pick the images and then you get them and take them into Lightroom and do your editing on them and then put, how does it work in the in the Miller universe? How does that whole flow work? Yeah, so none of that. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> Um, so first of all, we, we take six to eight weeks, uh, before the proofs are available. And mm -hmm. when I say the proofs are available because, um, we might shoot, we'll call it 2,500 to 3,500 images per wedding. Uh, Margie goes through and picks all the winners that, that she wants me to edit. And we'll keep about 500 to 700. Um, we never duplicate a pose. We only pick the best of a single pose. Uh, I find it that, you know, clients get confused when there's three images that are very, very similar we might see a difference, but we, we simplify that for them, right? They, they, okay. they don't want to be overwhelmed with choosing images. So I edit them uh, through my process. We proof them. So we actually print them. So we'll print 500, 600 images, and uh, then they come over and they pick them up. And it's usually you're not, you're not printing them on your little home Epson printer, though, right? You're sending them off to a lab and they're doing all that. So. Yeah, yeah. We send them to Miller's. So we use okay. Miller's or MPIC. So whoever you use, Bay or whatever, you know, we use a pro lab. Mm -hmm. uh, and so, so then they get those proofs. Now, the wonderful thing about that is, is that we'll say to them, so this is six or eight weeks after their ceremony. So then we deliver the proofs. They get the proof. And we're like, look, take these home, play with them, take them out of the box, pass them. You deliver around. them. Wait, go, go back. You when you get the proofs back from Miller's, you deliver them. Are they shipped to the to the client? Does the client come to the house and pick them up? And there's another touch point. Like how does that piece work? They come to us. Like they come to the house and and you right. physically hand them. Is that when when do the cookies get introduced? Is it at that oh, point? Start way <laughs> early in the process. Okay. <laughs> the cookies are in it. Whenever a client comes over, they get they get chocolate chip cookies that Margie makes. Wow. So. Um, yeah, so they get cookies at every, at every point, uh, but they pick up their proofs. Uh, it's usually a fairly quick pickup, but it's a, it's another touch point. It's a, it's a point to, you know, see how they're doing and for Margie to say, Hey, so here's how I want you to handle the images. Don't be afraid mm -hmm. to pass them out, you know, keep them in the box, but don't worry about the order. And, uh, then they go away with those mm -hmm. images. Mm -hmm. Now, some, some clients have gone away for seven years. <laughs> so you don't have a, you don't have a, get us these images back within a week or all hell's going to break loose. You no. just, okay. No. Okay. And, um, because life happens right. and, but Margie keeps in contact with them too. So if, if for some reason something happens in their life that they can't come back within say 30 days, 40 days, which is ideal, right? Once they get their images, let's get them back in like within 30 days. Um, she knows, right? She'll communicate with them and then we can kind of figure that out. Mm -hmm. Then they come back and they sit down and they build their wedding album with Margie. So like with, with prints on, on the table, kind of like, yep. yeah, like physically tactily, Hey, yep. let's put these two pictures on this page. That way, if we have a big one on this page, they flow together. So you're doing that literally interactively versus on a screen and okay, we've built your album go look through it. So before you, before you continue with that, so go back. So you said you've had a client that, that kept the proofs for up to seven years. So how does, how does your deposit system work? Are you being paid 
like within the case of like 5500 bucks you getting that 5500 bucks ahead of time or were you sitting on half of that or waiting for half of that for 7 years before it showed up for that one client so now you want all the all the juicy yeah dude it's what i do yeah um, <laughs> it, so we're still sitting on a portion of um what they owe us and that's mm-hmm. really, that's really where the hard part of the business comes in is is asking for money. Yeah, that part that part sucks. It mm-hmm. it, it really does because one, it's uncomfortable. It can get embarrassing, right? Nobody likes asking for money. Mm-hmm. But what we've learned is is you know most of the clients they have the budget, they have the money to spend, but at a wedding they're putting a lot of money out up front, mm-hmm. and that can be overwhelming. And through the years of dealing with clients, we found out that they're happier if they can spread out a portion of, of their, of the billing cycle. So usually by the time they pick up their proofs, there's a portion of the, and I, you would have to ask Margie to know exactly what this is, but like the wedding balance is due when they pick up the proofs, but like any engagement reorders or anything like those aren't due until later. Um, so when they pick up the proofs, usually there's still like an outstanding album that mm-hmm. needs to be built in the system. Uh, that album, they're, they're pretty expensive. We use a company called Zookbinder and they're all custom built, you know, custom bound books. These books range between 400 and $800 a book. Mm-hmm. So by the time somebody, somebody picks up their proofs, if they don't come back for a while, we're not operating at a loss. Mm-hmm. You're yeah, all covered. You're yeah, whole. I mean, I, you're whole at that point, but you know you want the rest of your profit, so yeah, to speak. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and and we want to close out, you know, the the contract with them. We want them to have their album, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, for most clients, they they grow their album, so there's a little bit more profit in that for us as well. It's not a lot, but it's a little bit. So it's it's nice to to have that process to build the album. So, but if but if they take their time. It's better for the client to do it at the pace that suits them so they're not forced or they don't feel forced to rush back, build an album, build something maybe that they're not excited about. You know, you gotta, you gotta just, you gotta work with them. Yeah. Yeah. And that makes them happy, makes them really happy, you know? Yeah. So then, okay. So skip forward again. So we went back to that. So skip back forward to... Okay, so they've you, you Margie has sat down with them and built the album up, and okay, this is it, right? Now what? You, you, I'm guessing you jump back on the computer and and order all the prints and and have it built, or do you build it? Do you have a, a closet full of Zook binders, empty <laughs> albums that you put together when they leave? <laughs> no. So, uh, so after they build the album. Um, Margie will put together an order form for me. And then I go through all the images that are going to go in the album and I hand edit each one more. So the initial proofs are just crop color, you know, exposure a little bit. Um, now they're going in the album. They have to be perfect. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we'll remove like stray hair or trash cans in the background or, you know, and then I'll perfect them, you know, I'll sharpen mm-hmm. them just so, and, you know, vignette and yeah. do all the yeah. things. Yep. All that fun stuff. Yeah. And then those files go off to Zookbinder 
who print and build the the album based on the information that Margie then passes on to them because it's a it's a custom built. Every page is custom. Every image is custom. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And then okay. So the the book is gone. Takes what. I'm, I'm not an insignificant amount of time for that book to come back. Right. So it's not an overnight deal. Uh, no, it's a couple of weeks. So a couple of weeks, which is a long time, you know, these days. And I, you know, all these, the time is stacking up on these, right. That from the time, the first contact to the first meeting, to the shoot, to the proofs, to album build, all these things, there's a significant amount of time between each one of these. And what I'm hearing, correct me if I'm wrong, is that is intentional that time so that it doesn't feel like this is fast food, you know, and you go to an expensive restaurant, it's going to take a minute for them to get your steak out to you. And you value that steak more than you would if you're buying a burger and a drive through. Right. Right. And I think that, you know, for us, our, our couples are one, you know, they're, they're, they're very much in love and, and they love the experience of getting married and they love the experience of being photographed and they loved all of that. So not rushing through it, sort of helps them to savor it mm-hmm. when, when they come over and they do the initial appointment, that's, you know, that's one step. That's one course. And then, then we do an engagement session. Then they come mm-hmm. back and they, and they do an engagement session reorder. That's another, those are two more courses, right? And then the, yeah. then the wedding day and then see their proofs and then the album build, and then they get the album, you know, we, yeah. we see them eight times, you know, we have eight appointments between all of this, including yeah. the street days. And so that's a, that's a big deal. So by the time, by the time they get the album and the album's done and they come over and pick the album, it's like, Oh, I can't wait to see you guys again. And yeah, you know, yeah, but we, but we extend that because all of our clients, they all get a free shoot from us. So it's like, Hey, one year wedding anniversary, uh, you know, we don't care what you use it for. Um, we've had some clients use it after like five years, you know, they're, oh. they're like, okay, we're done having kids. <laughs> so now we want to do a family's chest. And it's like, great. But that free shoot doesn't include any free product, right? It's the labor of doing the shoot and then yeah. making then order stuff on top of that. Yeah. Yeah. That, that is, that, that is really interesting. Okay. So keep going. So keep going with the, then what, right? So the album, what happens when the album comes back to you from okay. Zookbinders? What's what's that flow? That's another touch point with the client. Yep. I'm guessing they're back in your driveway again. Yep. And okay, so take me through that. <laughs> so when that comes in, we obviously inspect everything to make sure it's perfect, perfect. Uh, and then they come over and they pick it up. And th- these these appointments are really Margie's time with the client. I come in, I say hi, but I, I leave Margie to it, so it's it's mm-hmm. clean. Um, and they go through the album. And they get to relive their day. Mm-hmm. You know, they get to and go cry. I, I'm guessing. Oh, yeah. yeah. Do you guys take bets on who's going to cry or not? <laughs> no, but I, but I bet you Margie could tell you, uh, Yo, yeah. you know, how they're going to react. Yeah. And uh, so it's a lot of fun. Right. And, and, and by this point, we're all friends now. They think of yeah. us as Troy and Margie, you know, not as imagery concepts, which is super wonderful. They come in and, um, you know, it's hugs and, you know, we look forward to the next chapter in your life. And, you know, we hope we can be there for you guys, you know, and they, they take their album home and, you know, they get to, they get to experience it as much as they want. Then. So in this, in this time, 
So on average, you know, I know there's there's no one that, you know, that you can't really say definitively it takes from this time to this time. But on average, what's the window of time from first contact on the phone? Hey, can you do our wedding on blah, 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 to here's your final book and whatever assorted prints that you've ordered? What's on average that window of time? Um, probably a year to a year and a half. Wow. Be, wow. Because you have to realize too, I mean, we have clients that'll book us two years out mm. and we, we book, we book pretty quickly and most important dates are booked ahead of time. If you're booking your wedding six months in advance, you're running late. Mm. Yeah. You need to be booking a year in advance, especially for photographers and videographers, um, venues, sometimes you can be a little more flexible, but honestly, a, a bride that's on it, they're booking, you know, 12 to 18 months in advance. Hmm. Wow. Have you ever had any like not go as planned, you know, like, okay, we've, they booked you deposits paid whatever proofing cycle, uh, at wedding. And then before they pick the, the prints for the album, they're no longer together or something. You know, like that sort yeah. Of you know, humans are humans. They are. Uh, yeah. And, it, and it's, it's always funny. You know, we have a, we have a little bit of saying here where, you know, the, the images are priceless until they're not. Mm -hmm. And, mm -hmm. you know, if somebody breaks up, the, the images went from being like the absolute most important thing to now they're trash. Yeah. They have right. zero value. They're bad memories. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I will say, you know, in, in the 30 years of, of doing this, I would say probably 80% of our couples, um, are still married. Okay. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Good. That's yeah. a good average for Southern California. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and what's, what's really neat, I think, and I think this is where social media has really been um, a blessing for us is that, you know, Margie has a personal Facebook page that's invitation only. Uh, she'll invite her bride, you know, or it, it, when I say bride, I'm also meaning like clients. Cause we have clients that, that do corporate and do, you know, seniors and whatever. And so she'll invite them to her personal Facebook page. And that's a way for her to keep in touch with them. Mm -hmm. Congratulations mm -hmm. on the new job. Uh, you know, oh, you got a new car or so-and-so, you know, a senior got a job or, you know, whatever. But it's also a way for, for Margie to kind of keep track of relationship statuses. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. Because, you know, if she knows that somebody hasn't used their portrait session, well, we're not going to just send out a blanket email to everybody. That's insensitive, right? Because right. we know right. that relationships don't always work. And so it's great for Margie to be able to go online and be like, oh, yep, they're still married. You know, mm -hmm. going to reach out to them and see how they're doing. And yeah. usually it's like, it's like a reunion. It's so cool to have a client after 10, 15, 20 years, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that is that is crazy. What a flow for that. So then at the end, and this has been great, by the way, you know, from I mean, we went from the beginning all the way <laughs> meandering path all the way through. Which, track, <laughs> well, I am. I am. Uh, but it, it's fascinating from the standpoint of you are you're as much of a tech nerd as I am. Right. You like the new gear, the tech, the new cameras and new software and lights and all the things. But on the business side, you very intentionally kept it um, analog. 
you know, for the most part, a lot of aspects of the business, even though it is a digital business, you're shooting digital photography and all the things, the touch points, the human touch points are analog, which is why I wanted to do this interview in the storm of AI and, you know, relinquishing control to the machine that we're in. You are running a business very successfully, I might add, that is high touch and high humanity and low artificial intelligence, right? Yeah, yeah. And, and you know, there's a lot of tech behind the high touch. You know, mm -hmm. by the time by the time a client gets a proof, I mean, it's run through my M1 Mac Pro. It's run through Capture One. It's run. I mean, like it it, it went through a, a Nikon Z9 is what I shot it with. Right. With all the yeah. good glass, like like it's gone through the tech. Yeah. But um, people are tactile. We like to touch things and you know, having proofs in hand or sitting in the room without a digital display that you have to like, okay, favorite this one. Okay. Favorite that one. Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't know about you, but I deal with images all day long. I hate calling. I hate sorting and starring yeah. and deciding which ones go on the website and which ones get print. Like, ah. yeah. I mean, there are whole businesses built just to call for photographers because <laughs> we hate it so much. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, to kind of lean into that idea, that, that sort of tactile human experience, I mean, nothing exemplifies it more than like a, like a new mother, right? Like mm -hmm. new parents with, with, with a baby and you do like a maternity session or a baby session, especially, and you've got proofs laying out on the table and mom, mom is like, she's protecting those proofs. Like this is her child, right? Like, oh, these yeah. are my favorite and she'll hold them. She'll hold them as she's talking to Margie and we're like those images in her hand. That's gold. Yeah. She, yeah. she, she has to have those. Those are going to go in an album or a wall portrait or whatever. Like, ah, it's so much different than just looking at a screen. Yeah. yeah. And that's the thing. I mean, we, we, we brushed over that a little bit when people are in there and Margie's sitting with them building the album and all that. There's a, a, a lot of photographers use the flow like you just mentioned with the projector on the screen, which shows kind of this is the size of the wall and this is the this is how your print's going to look on the wall. Here are some frame yeah. edges to show what it would look like. What's it going to take to put you in this print? Sign here. Yeah, you know, that. Yeah. yeah, you guys aren't doing any of that that yeah. stuff, which I find refreshing, right? Because I, I mean, I think a lot of people listening to this will find that refreshing because that's you don't want to know who wants to be a salesman. I mean, no offense to the salespeople out there, but creatives for the most part don't dig what's it going to take to put you into this car today. If I can, I just throw in the undercoating, or you know, no one likes that. No, no, yeah, and, yeah. and I think that was one of the, the the things that saddened me about you know watching digital come into play, you know, transitioning from film, is I saw so many photographers lean into this idea. They're like, oh. I, I can just book somebody online and ship them files. I never need to see them. And I'm like, well, that's a horrible idea, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. There's no relationship. Yeah. There's no trust. Now I say that knowing full well that there are businesses and markets within photography where that works. Mm -hmm. I, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, but, but yeah, that's, that doesn't, that doesn't work for us. Yeah. I, I also, not only is this like our business motto or the way that we do our business, but this is what I, this is what I believe in. This is how, this is how we function. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, you, 
you've been to my home, you've seen it. I, we've got mm -hmm. prints up. I've got a giant board that we put printed images on via magnets, right? Like we're yeah. like a, like a tack board, like we're constantly cycling printed material, yeah. you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, so let's wrap up with, uh, future facing, right? So as we sit here, you know, nearing the end of March in 2023, as we record this, the world is buzzing from the past, like we've been talking about throughout this, from the possibilities of artificial intelligence and what that's going to do to many genres or many creative uh, fields, including photographers. Right. Um, so there's that. And then a couple of years ago, you know, drones. And then what was it last year? It was the metaverse and NFTs and crypto and on and on. You know, there's all these, you know, motion portraits, you know, all these different things that I would guess as a as a external person to the genre that these might make good products to add. You know, sure. Maybe someone wants aerials of the venue from their wedding or maybe they want a virtual world built with a gallery of their wedding photos or maybe they want nfts made from the bride and groom that they sell to the wedding party i don't know like is that does that stuff excite you or, or are you like no i'm putting on my luddite hat we're not doing any of that crap right now we're sticking we're sticking to wood and chisels that's it uh, okay so the, the luddite hat would be the person that's like I'm not, I'm not looking at a drone because I think they're dumb, right? right? Like, yeah. I, I'm not that person. I have been around in the business long enough to see fads come and go. Mm -hmm. One thing that has never changed is the, the, the emotion, the relationship between your couples or between you and your customer mm -hmm. and the final product, which is almost always and entirely a print of some kind on the wall. Yeah. Everything else, everything else is fluff, everything else. Wow. And so it's up to you to decide how you play that into your business. Yeah. So I look at everything. I play with everything, digital frames and AI and, you know, drones. And I play with all of it, uh, shooting time-lapse and all that kind of stuff. GoPros at the wedding. I've done it all. It's never equated to profit for me. Hmm. It's been fun. Well, I take that back. It's it, when I say profit for me, um, it's not never really turned into a product for my customer. It's been things like promo for the venue. You know, mm. they, they liked that. That's mm -hmm. profit kind of right. But ultimately all of that stuff, it, it just comes and goes. Yeah. So be the tortoise. Not the hair, yeah. Right. Because if you're if you're trying to chase all the fads, you're going to be missing the mainstream, and yeah. and the mainstream is a human being that wants to be photographed to remember this moment, and they want an image on their wall to remember that moment. Everything else is fluff. Troy Miller. <laughs> Thank you for coming on and doing this. What a great discussion. We've just done this many, many moons ago. What a great discussion. We may have to do a part two where we dive into your workflow and how what what you're doing when you 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 arrive home after that wedding or engagement shoot or whatever. What happens when you're in that that office where you're sitting right now? Yeah. Like, what are you doing? Where are those files going? What is Margie doing with the 
you know, the image, is, if anything, all that. I want to get into that in the next, the next installment of getting yeah. rich with photography. No. <laughs> and, to, and to be fair, you know, whoever's listening to this, you know, hopefully if you're motivated to go out and do a thing, that's great, but be patient, be prepared to fail. Um, I know that when I say a thing that, oh, we've done it this way, we didn't just think it up. Like we made 10 years worth of embarrassing mistakes to get to the point of how do we present to a couple, mm -hmm. right? Like yeah. there's a, there's a lot of history there. So I'm just kind of telling you the, the final chapters. So, so be patient, right? Like, yeah. like experiment and be willing to fail a lot. Scientific method, do what works. Keep doing more of that. Do less of what doesn't work. That's it. Right. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, that's, that's, that's it. Yeah. You know what you should, Troy, I think I've mentioned this to you, uh, at some point throughout the years, but you should consider writing a book or doing a training course or something that talks about this. I know you just did a talk, uh, in the area on the business of photography. You should do something more formal. I think that, that takes people that's, that's guided where you're the mentor and you guide people through, you know, you're a new person, you know, all the way through to, you're you're sitting in your living room showing proofs or something you know the troy miller way versus the conventional wisdom way which is upload to a gallery people pick the images which is fine for a lot of purposes right. but the troy miller way which is more high touch and more human oriented you know and you can market it as anti-ai or <laughs> <laughs> well, you know great real eye instead of artificial eye <laughs> Yeah, so that'll be good. So we'll leave we'll leave it right there. Okay. Um, anything you want to throw in there before we wrap this one up? Uh, you know, just for anybody, you know, again, like that that that's trying to build your business in photography. Like it's it's profitable. It's a good industry to be in. Um, but don't be impatient. And when you look at the world and you look at social media and stuff, remember you're looking at everybody's best. Um, yeah. There's, there's so many failures that are, and I don't want to say failures, but just non, non successes. And so just be diligent, you know, be diligent and just take your time and work through it. Love it. I love it. I'm going to internalize that and use that. It's not failure. It's just a non success. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> we'll leave right there. Troy, thank you, man. This has been fantastic. Um, you got it. And good luck. And your the website's at imagery imageryconcepts.com, right? If people want to go poke around your your storefront on the web, that's the place to go. Yep, web and Instagram. Yeah, imageryconcepts.com. Excellent. All right, my friend. We'll leave it right there. Have a good evening. All right, you too. Thanks, buddy. This is Twitter.